1: This is Joy 94.9's Family Matters podcast, your light-hearted look at parenthood and rainbow families, sponsored by Berry Street. Did you know that Berry Street seeks members of our LGBTI communities to become foster carers? Not only do they have a proud tradition of training and embracing LGBTIQ carers, they officially support marriage equality. Learn more now at berrystreet.org.au, a proud Joy sponsor for over five years.
2: Hi, I'm Liv. And I'm Sandra.
0: And this is our 11-and-a-half-week-old Emily, who might be making some cute noises in the background.
3: She's making very cute noises, and that's the cutest cardigan. Um, It's radio, but I'm adoring it. And what does the T-shirt say? Oh, you know, it's the obligatory. If you think I'm cute, you should see my mum's. We're here to talk about a guest of ours that we've had twice on, which was my midwives Melbourne. Talked about conception here, but we've not yet spoken to someone who's delivered through the midwife experience, and that's what we're wanting to hear from yourselves. Now they've talked to us about the continu the. I can never always get that continu- word out. Yeah, Con- <laughs> yes, that one of care. So, firstly, when you peed on the stick or got the blood test or got the positive, why did you think midwife is the way I wanted to go?
2: I think for me, I had two friends who'd already had home births with midwives. One of them had had a first birth as a cesarean um, in the hospital, and after that, done a lot of research into how she wanted to have her next two births, and they were both home births. She went on to become a doula, so yep. I guess I had a little bit of her story. And then another friend who'd had both her children at home for home birth as well, and it, they just really had very positive stories and. I thought why not if it means you can stay at home not have to go to the hospital it's <laughs> <That's> a bonus <laughs> and so was
3: Emily yeah. Emily's birth a home birth she was, yeah, and water birth. Wow! Yeah. So, because yeah. I've we've interviewed the midwives, and we know some people have started off with home birth and then ended up making ha- having it to transfer, having to yeah. transfer to the hospital. So it's a really big deal to even prepare and be able to stay and and finish the delivery. So, how did you first get in touch with my midwife?
0: Reason why we chose my midwives in Brunswick was because uh, your doula friend knew Jess, yeah. um, the LGBTI uh, inclusive birth educator who yeah. we, um, whose classes we attended. So yeah, that was the connection there. And and we just felt really comfortable, you know, with with her and and Hannah and her mother Andrea, who yes. has been, been with her for over thirty years, yeah. yeah. Um, and just yeah, felt like we were in just such safe hands from the word go that yeah it was a a no-brainer really and and similar to what Sandra was saying about having friends who had home birth experience I had sort of the opposite experience all of my friends with babies had traumatic hospital Mm. births um, and they always use the word trauma in their stories so Mm. you know wanting to avoid that (laughs) was a yeah my my logic I guess for doing what we
3: did. So when you went to the LGBTI birth classes, because we've had them in here to talk about that, what was that experience like?
2: Yeah, it was really special. We'd actually already booked in and done a calm birthing class just before we realised that there, there was the one that Jess was running, the LGBTI one. Compared to sitting through a session where I guess you know they say and now you know the the fathers or father. all the partners or yeah. you know you always feel like oh yes they're they're making that special effort yeah, to sure. yeah. make you they're feel that and you're thinking included that, but, yeah. yeah it was so, like the fathers and Tendra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was too wasn't it <laughs> and yeah instead of having that sort of in the background it was um, much easier you felt like you belonged and and your story was was part of you know was similar to everyone around the room and did
3: you get to meet other couples that you're still in touch with because I assume they might be delivering or have delivered the same time as yourself yeah we've received a couple of emails about um a couple of births that that have occurred and i believe jess is going to try and organize a reunion so that would that'd be lovely yeah we've kind of got at that time of that um birth class with jess and my midwives melbourne in brunswick had you decided home birth is what i want to do or was there a period where you thought no there's a bit more learning i know i want a midwife at what point did you go actually that's that's the way i want to deliver
2: The funny thing is, for me, and I didn't deliver, so obviously it wasn't really my decision in the end. (laughs) But I think I was keen not to have to go to the hospital. You know, think of hospitals as places where you go when if you're sick or injured, um, and just for a a natural process, as you know, intense as it will definitely be, um, to be able to do that at home in your your own environment that you're comfortable in was was number one for me, but I guess Liv didn't have, you know, hadn't heard people's stories who'd done that, and so it would have been a decision she had to make. Yeah,
0: and I think, you know, being a first birth, if I hadn't known... Sandra and trusted her yeah. good judgment and you know those experiences that she's explained um, I think I would have probably thought that it would be a romantic idea to have a home yeah. water birth but I probably wouldn't have chosen that path just due to fear and anxiety yeah. around that but um, like you said doing research um, we were like you know reading together and we just learned so much in you know the the 10 months that you're pregnant yeah, yeah it was just such a great learning curve and I learned a lot about myself and you know where perhaps I might Pain feel threshold absolutely and and yeah where yeah. my confidence crisis of confidence might, <laughs> might come up that's a, a bit of jargon there for you um
3: yeah and it was it went so smoothly yeah it and was, the was midwives great. i know are, are really there to help that journey and to mm. help prepare you for that absolutely and to prepare the support partner to keep that plan in action because i can imagine the person delivering might be a bit distracted might you know that plan that has kind of then it turns to the support person, and did you feel that you were, as a support person, ready to to step up into that space? Because you do need to become the the person driving the action, if to use that word. Because Liv can't.
2: Yep, I think um, Liv's is. He's a pretty prepared person, and <laughs> had all kinds of lists up on the room. We actually prepared a whole room, amazing, with, you know, affirmations <laughs> on the wall, yeah. and <laughs> quotes from books, yeah. and that's right. um, which, of course, we'd never referred to during of the Of course. Never, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we didn't even get to light a candle or, you know, put the Played music it on. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was all over but, in four and a half hours. So. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah. that's
3: amazing. Yeah, because yep. I was I was the support person for my sister's ah, pregnancy, wonderful. um, and because her husband was there also, we had so and hers was a hospital induction that turned into an emergency caesarean, mm-hmm. 23 hours highly traumatic. The, the start of it we had, even at the beginning so many things in place, so many things we were going to do no, nah. <laughs> it all went oh, out the window and even in that hospital setting it was just a bit chaos and stressful and I know as a support person I didn't feel like I was educated enough to know how to support my sister in that and her mm. husband felt the exact same way mm. so those lists yeah. and stuff are there how did it actually how did how different was it from what you had kind of best case plan scenario to what it was
2: yeah, I guess we were very fortunate in that it was a very quick and, yeah. and quite straightforward birth, mm. as far as they go. Knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we certainly had talked through all scenarios and were prepared to go to the hospital if that, you know, yeah. if, if that happens and that's what you need to do. That's then. right, which yeah. almost happened, yeah. Um, oh, wow. It's complicated, but basically, yeah, there was
0: a time where I might have... Um, I would have had to go to hospital had I not managed to dilate almost fully in yes. the space of, what, an hour and a half? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was just, yeah, she luck really. Um, and we are just so thrilled to, yeah, be able to sort of follow through after all that planning to, you know, have an experience that, for me, was even better than, you know, I ever imagined. It was just such a positive. That sounds phenomenal. Beautiful moment, Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: And we really were prepared by the midwives because, (laughs) like Liv said, we read so much and you you don't realise until you start reading how much you know, you generally yeah. know about pregnancy and what's involved. It's almost got to the point of too much information. So <laughs> like, Step back. Yeah. I know yeah. what I'm doing here. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so with the midwives, what I love that continue. I can never pronounce the word continuity of care. Finally, got it out. Their role doesn't sometimes end there. They they are still there amongst amongst the, the days you know, the days after and the weeks after. Can you talk to us about that so that people can think about that as, as their sure. experience? Yeah, so
0: um, during pregnancy you see them as often as required um, and, and generally that's once a week from about, what, 30 weeks or so I think or maybe a bit earlier. And then afterwards um, Hannah or Andrea were visiting at home so I didn't have to leave the house or my wow. bed which was fantastic for you know every day for a few days and then every couple of days and then as required like once yeah. a week or whatever before I was able to make appointments in the clinic myself which was just fantastic and I still keep in touch with them all because they run a um, just a social kind of gathering lunch every week so it's just great to hang out with other people who've gone through similar journeys Um, yeah the same midwives and you know who doesn't love a room full of little babies
3: (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people see, you know, they think one home birth, they they see it as a scary experience because they think, oh, my God, give me the drugs, give me the epidural, (laughs) give me all that sort of stuff. For someone who's gone through it as a partnership that have gone through it, what would you say to someone going, oh, my God, I'm scared of the pain factor?
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, it's all about uh, the context. I mean, pain, birth pain is such a different pain to being injured or something. Um, It's all about just trusting your body. And when you're empowered enough to do that, because you have that support around you, your judgment of the process and trusting your body and doing all those, you know, really empowering things can, can happen because you're not subject to you know the hospital policies and procedures to you know shifts ending and nurses mm-hmm. and doctors wanting to speed things up and change you know over, exactly yeah. yeah and the you know cascade of intervention to use another yeah. <laughs> yeah. <jargon laughs> term um you know that that often occurs with hospital birth so i think for me um i i have anxiety and so managing that was you know important to me but i was totally in safe hands. Yeah, and as a consequence. Yeah, had a great experience. Sorry, she's making a bit and a bit Amelia of noise now. is good. Amelia, <laughs> yeah, you've done so well in this interview.
3: <laughs> you ladies are heading off to the rally today. What does marriage? You're holding the most beautiful blessing in your hands. What does this? What does this marriage equality campaign mean to yourselves? Um... Look,
0: quite simply for me, it's about marrying the woman I love. you know it's 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 that simple, it's it's not rocket science. it's it's not more yeah. complicated than that. Um it would just be nice to do that. Yeah. I remember when John Howard changed the laws. I was a teenager, and I remember thinking, it's okay, live. By the time I'm thirty, I'll be able yeah. to get married. You know, and I turned 34 this year, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't believe we're still having this conversation. It's boring, you it's know, crazy, like, it's isn't time it? to move on. Yeah, absolutely. And,
3: and the the debate that, you know, I've spent the morning interviewing rainbow children of from the ages of 21 to now 11 months, because Amelia <laughs> 11 wants weeks. 11 weeks, <laughs> sorry. That's, I, right. that's how wrong I am at hosting <laughs> a family show. Um, you know, people think this yes campaign means people start having families. We've been having families for a
0: very long time.
2: For a
3: very long time, we've had midwives taking care of us for a very long Absolutely. time. Absolutely. So, any any leave because Amelia really wants to get to this rally and be heard. I, I feel it. I feel it in her. Is there anything you'd you'd recommend to people considering the midwife option option mm. to? you know, hospital kind of setting.
0: Look, I think at the end of the day, everyone just needs to um, do some research and make their own decisions, really, you know, informed decisions. Um, If you just leave it to chance, I think, you know, you just become another statistic unfortunately yeah. and and the likelihood of you describing what could be a beautiful wonderful experience as traumatic is just more more and more likely and and yeah and in terms of the marriage rally um i think it's you know we're very fortunate that Emily is is too young to yeah. be affected by the yeah. the hate speech that's going on so yeah. just a, a little quick message if i can to all the young queer people out there all the children of queer families you know you are loved yeah. you are absolutely perfect just the way you are and you know hang in there
3: well, congratulations. Thank, Gorgeous bundle. So I'm going to let <laughs> you get us. to the rally. Thank you again for sharing your story. Christina, Have
0: Jeez. a
1: good one. You've been listening to Joy 94.9's Family Matters podcast. Your light-hearted look at parenthood and rainbow families sponsored by Berry Street. Did you know that Berry Street seeks members of our LGBTI communities to become foster carers? Not only do they have a proud traditional training and embracing LGBTIQ carers, they officially support marriage equality. Learn more now at berrystreet.org.au. A proud Joy sponsor for over five years. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.